first off. Sammy's ready. He's got a spinner over there. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? So he's, like, <laughs> he's 12, just so you guys know. Yeah. Uh, Sammy Juan Yervas is 12 years old. He's a, a major spinner competitor. Yeah. Um, competitive spinner? <laughs> he's a competitive spinner. Yeah. Not to be confused with the other sort of spinners, yeah, yeah. which the older generation knows about. On the cars? <laughs> well, that too. No, no. I was oh. talking about I'm like vertically that. challenged uh, women. Whoa! <laughs> hey! <laughs> now you're talking. All right. Uh, so you good? <clears throat> Fuck it. All right. Uh, welcome to this Madre podcast number 25, uh, where we finally have another guest on. Somebody was courageous enough to walk into this fucking basement. The dungeon. <laughs> the dungeon. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I yeah. feel at home here. I don't know what that means. Uh, yeah. We'll get into that, though. We'll you get might, into that. So today we have uh, El Dusty and Camilo. Camilo Quinones. Camilo Quinones, and you're the percussionist on, on this this tour. Are you? Are you? He's like my live-in percussionist. He right. he sleeps on the floor, um, on the couch, and then like every once in a while, I'll throw some drumsticks at him, and he'll just like start beating on stuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not nice. <laughs> He's in the suitcase. I'm like. You actually sleep inside of a fucking drum in a bag? Yeah, you yeah. You just, like, crawl up and, like... <laughs> <laughs> you just oh, roll man. about? This dude, he's a beast, man. He's a, he's he played with all kinds of bands. Salvador Santana, also Motley, fucking B-side player. Oh, can we cuss on here? Oh, yeah, whatever uh, you want. B-side yeah. players, I mean, um, Los Lobos, yeah, yeah. So hey, are you from Texas or from... I'm from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Okay. Yeah. Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Yeah. Are you Spanish? <laughs> uh, I'm half Puerto Rican, half Cuban, and uh, 100% Chicano, born and raised in New Mexico. Nice. Hey. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Dusty is on, you're on tour right now. Well, this is the last stop of the tour, but it doesn't really end because like in three days we play in, or in, on Friday we play Tropicosa and Corpus, and then I leave to do uh, the Fantasy Football Marathon. What the on, fuck is that? <laughs> on ESPN, there's like a, a Fantasy Football Marathon. Like they do this thing on TV and it's going to be me and Rob Swift like DJing in between commercials or uh, out of the, out, on the, out, I don't yeah, know. What the and yeah, 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 yeah. Tight. I really don't know. I'm Tight. just, they just said, hey, you have to be here at this time. And um, we'll tell you what to do when you get here. So, like, all right. That's that, yeah. The draft's coming, I guess. The well, yeah, yeah, August, yeah. That's what that it is. Time, it's yeah. a it's a fantasy football marathon, and yeah. I don't know what they're gonna be doing, but it's it seems like it's gonna be cool. It's in Cincinnati. It's at the or yeah, it's Cincinnati, I think, and it's at the at the headquarters of ESPN. And then um, we do that, and then I come back, and then I have to leave again for something else the very next like that next weekend. So I mean, it doesn't really. It never ends, but this was a, this tour was like you know two weeks of being on the road. You know nice. what I'm saying? So I mean that's kind of what most people are saying. Like that's how you have to make your money now, right? Is touring? Yeah, dude. Touring merchandise. Yeah. Uh, what are you selling? You got anything to sell here? Uh, yeah, we have like a bunch of shirts, and we brought some flags, some towels. We brought um, what else? Uh, stickers and all kinds of stuff. You know. Spinners. spinners. Yeah, the dusty spinners, dog. <laughs> the LEDs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. This is like my head, like, spinning. In <laughs> nice. So um, so for those of you guys who don't know, uh, Dusty's from Corpus. Corpus Christi, Texas. Were you born and raised? Born and raised, yeah. man. Yeah. Where are your parents from? My parents are from, from Texas. They're... they're um, they're, I mean, everybody in Texas is considered Mexican, no matter what you what you do, you sure. know. But like, I guess we have like Spanish and Brazilian backgrounds, and are you guys like, like one of those like, oh, like 
we're like seventh generation like nah fuck no we're just fucking texas like Like, we're from texas and that's like yeah you know who's the alamo no i'm just kidding (laughs) don't (laughs) forget how far can you trace your family back like um, do you know where in Mexico they're from? Or, nah, or? man. Actually, we're from Spain, so it's oh, like shit. my okay. my great uncle, this dude, like Captain Blas de la something Falcon, whatever. He actually is the dude who annexed Corpus Christi. What the? And there's fuck? a fucking statue of him with our name on it in the in the bay of him, like on a horse, like representing, you know, that he like found. So this is your bitch. grandfather's brother. No, this is like my like this is way say, way. You said your great uncle. Okay, this is like, I was like damn, like, like in the you know like Columbus days. You know okay. what I'm saying? So it's like it's it was a long time ago. So you Corpus like, royalty. Yeah, yeah. That's where it, that's where it started, and then from there it just became you know we're Garzas, we're all kinds of stuff like in our family, and Oliveira's like where where we're at now. <laughs> damn, you know. Yeah, that's crazy. I, so we're from Texas. Yeah, know, yeah, Fort Worth, Fort yeah. Worth, but. I mean, I'm first generation. I mean, my parents are from Mexico. From Mexico. They're from like Which Morelos, part? And Morelos and, and Guerrero. So okay. close to Acapulco, okay. Chilpancingo. Right on. And then close to uh, Cuernavaca. How'd you guys end up in Fort Worth? Just the usual shit, basically. No statues? No, we don't, we don't got <laughs> no a statue. We don't got a statue like you, bro. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No statues? We don't even have papers. This boy has marble and fucking granite and bronze and shit. We don't even have paper. Man. Well, it happens, bro. Damn. Shit, I didn't know we had, like, fucking royalty today. It's not like that, though. <laughs> Nobody even knows that that was my, like, that, that do was my now. Uncle. Yeah. The fucking you know. secrets out. Shit. <laughs> Don't be asking me some no fucking money either. I hear you out there. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay. All my cousins say, hey, man, uh, didn't you annex Corpus? <laughs> no, no, no. Step off, son. <laughs> nice, nice. But so you grew up in Corpus. Yeah, yeah. I'm from Corpus, so born and raised. I moved around a little bit. I went to school in, in Harlingen and... Um, and then I went to school in Houston. I went to school in Miami like high school for or like college. Right? Uh, high school, yeah, okay. yeah. And then college, I went to school in A and M Corpus. And so, got it, got it. So you were growing up like at the heyday of like the Tejano scene. I mean, because that was time, yeah. same, same thing, right? Yeah, Which yeah. Is in like, the nineties, yeah. Nineties were big. You had like Emilio, David Lee Garza, Selena, Selena, obviously. Um, La Mafia, La, La Sombra. Mafia. I wasn't like in. I was into like the later like electronic type shit, you know, like like La Sombra and all that stuff where they were using keyboards and drum machines and I was like pretty fascinated with that, you know. Got it. You were never you'd never go to like Tejano dancing and shit. Yeah, of yeah. course, man. We would like we used to have like teen dances and they would play Tejano music like and the teen dance and I mean, dude, it's like it's unavoidable over there, you know yeah. what I mean? It's just like part of the culture, cumbia and Tejano and Norteño and and oh, I mean, it's just like that's what it is. Like Corpus was like fucking Tejano Hollywood in the '90s. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So uh, if you got signed, you were moving to Corpus. You know, like even like La Mafia, La Sombra, all those guys like moved to Corpus. You know, really from Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Really, I Chicago was like a like a big uh, Tejano um, hub. historical hub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the bands are from there because I I guess you know they went from Mexico and like there's a shitload of Mexicans in Chicago. So right. It's it's like starts there and the business was in Texas I guess for some weird reason, and was there uh, like a label there like a couple? Well, of Q labels? Productions was there, Selena's dad's label, right. Freddie Records, uh, Hacienda Records, Joey Records I think was one of the bigger labels back then. Um, they were they were there like doing their thing, you know. Yeah. So it was it was it was like a big thing. Univision was was out in San Antonio and I mean it's it was or I think it was Univision. Yeah. One of those, but there. I mean, it's it's always Texas has always had like a lot of labels there. So now it's kind of slowed down a little bit, and the, you know, there's there's still like Freddie and and 
Q Productions, of course, and um, Joey, I think, is still functioning out of San Antonio. But, you know, the scene kind of died down a little bit, and it's a little it's a little slower than it used to be. You know, yeah. now it's more like Norteño stuff and um, ballads and, you know, all the all the commercial shit. So. Yeah, and what you're doing. <laughs> and Yeah, and what I'm doing is yeah. very weird, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For somebody who who doesn't isn't familiar with the genres, like how would you describe your genre? What's the typical like, you know? Well, I mean, I like to just call it cumbia. I don't really like to say like this is fucking the new whatever, whatever. Yeah. Because I mean, with technology, I mean, it just like I'm making cumbia music, but with the technology of now, you know what I mean? Like, I mean the the production style is different because it's it's a different time you know what i'm saying like yeah nobody really makes beats the way they used to back in the day and it's, it was a lot simpler back then you know what i mean so they were really laying the groundwork for people like me to come in and and freak this shit you know and now that i have ableton and 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 software and all kinds of vsts and all i mean whatever you can think of i can put anything in my music i want to i can sample this fucking air conditioner right here and turn it into a weedle or whatever <laughs> <laughs> don't do that <laughs> we got rights to this we shit. own that shit yeah. <laughs> we got rights to this shit <laughs> yeah 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 but i mean like dude that's what it is i mean and i'm, and I'm basically making cumbia music but with the new production techniques, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And of course I add 808 and hip hop drums and stuff like that, because that's what we, that's what people do now. I mean, you listen to the radio and rock songs have 808s and, and, and trap drums and shit like that. And I mean, that's just how it is, you know? So it's just, it's, it's Tejano music, you know what I mean? But it's considered tropical bass. It's considered new cumbia. It's considered mumaton. It's considered all these things. But at the end of the day, it's cumbia music, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you never considered or you never did you ever experiment or play around with like the typical genres like straight up like the how no of course ever, yeah. yeah 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 my my engineer it's been the guy who works in my studio has been um working at freddie records for shit 15 years already and he he was like you know basically producing everybody who was coming out of there and mm. uh, i mean dude like we're we're doing we do like norteño music we do banda we do everything and and it's like pretty traditional i mean the the last the last track I put out, it was called Canto Negro, and it had I, we did like a banda version, and it's like straight up banda. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing. Yeah. You know, it has an 808 in there, but that's it. Everything else is live drums and and horns and shit. So it's like, you know, that shit gets down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people love that kind of music, and it's never gonna go away. So. Yeah. No, it's it's amazing how you were able to pull up those like popular tracks, and you immediately like. I mean, yeah. I I was like when I was just actually reading up about you and like thinking about all these Tejano artists and just thinking about Corpus. And like, I started playing like some old Emilio and shit. And I was like, God damn, I remember these things. Dude, you know? it was so big over there, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. Like I think in Cali and in other parts, like where it wasn't that big, maybe like, I mean, I remember, you know, I, I think I, I, I didn't get heavy into it. I'm just gonna put that out there, but you know, people dressing totally yeah, yeah, to yeah. go yeah. to school. Of course. And like, wear the boots, you wear, wear the, the hats, boots. the fucking snap, snaps. Button up, button up shirt, you know what I mean, yeah, with the yeah. embroidery and all that shit. I mean, uh, that colorful. Shit was, that shit was popping. You yeah. know what I mean? Remember the girls wearing the Rocky Mountain jeans? Oh yeah. <laughs> Rocky Mountain butts drive me nuts. <laughs> was that a song? That was a saying, bro. That, that was yeah. like a hashtag, but dude, it was like there was no hashtag. Dude, like, we used to be like, yo, yo, Christina's wearing the Rockies today. <laughs> no, damn, you better look out for Christina. <laughs> yeah, dog, of course. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just be like, it around. was Rocky Mountains, and the, the other ones were. 
Lee jeans and I don't remember what else, but, but the Rockies were Rockies the, were the were the hit. For you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no yeah. pockets. The, I don't do want to see no we, pockets. Do you know about these? The no pocket back pocket, like no back pockets, pure ass. I don't know what the name of them was, but I'm definitely. <laughs> they definitely drove me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Chicks would be wearing the Rocky Mountains. I was like, yeah, because we were, we we're about the same age. Yeah, man. So it was like yeah. early, early mid 90s. Yep, like yep, yep. People wearing that shit. It, it was a thing, man. I mean, that's like, you know, that's. But Texas has always had its own music culture, though. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the modern. The, the the like modern wave of that right now is like rap you know like houston rap pretty much took over south southern rap hip-hop in like the whole genre you know what i'm yeah. saying so like th it started with like ghetto boys and all that shit and it turned into this fucking humongous crazy scene dude i mean you can be famous in houston only and you can be chilling you know what i'm saying yeah and uh yeah. there's millions of people there you know and millions of people all over texas it's so big and spread out yeah. that you can just be famous in texas and you can be fine you know what i mean yeah. and i feel like that's what tejano was doing back in the day that's why it was called tejano music it's texas music you know yeah. and we were just big in texas and it doesn't matter if we were big in, in California or in Arizona or anywhere else. It didn't make a fuck because we had all these cities that we could just go to. I mean, there's Dallas, uh, San Antonio, Austin, <clears throat> El Paso, Corpus, McAllen, the whole valley. I mean, you go to all these places. And then, and then the other thing is, like, all these small towns that are just, like, all these ranches and stuff like that where, like, you have a fucking a baile or something. And, that you know, that shit gets packed. You know yeah. what I mean? Because there's nothing to do. Nothing you know? else to do, yeah. So I mean, football on Fridays. That's right, man, and 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 it, it becomes its own scene, its own yeah. culture, and 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 thankfully, and I, I really love the the fact that we have that out there, and like, it's cool, man. You know, what I'm saying Texas has always had its own wave, and I'm really proud of that. So yeah. now with this tropical bass thing and this this Tejano thing, this cumbia thing, whatever it is, I mean, I, I, luckily we're getting love all over the place because of the internet and all these kind of things that are that are available to us now, but. The truth is that this shit is like Texas based, you know. Yeah. Well, my music is anyway. You yeah. Know? And I feel like we 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 were like spearheading that shit in Austin with Tropic with a uh, with Peligrosa. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like we started the party ten years ago, making these edits of Tejano songs and cumbia songs and all these other old traditional songs. But we were just putting drum loops in the background and beats, just so that way we could play them in our DJ sets when we were yeah. playing hip hop and shit. You know, and it wasn't such a weird thing. And yeah. now it became you know diplo <laughs> you know what i'm yeah, saying so yeah, yeah it's badass you know what yeah. i mean yeah yeah yeah. talk about uh the peli well let's go back even further when did you really start getting into music and think like oh i'm gonna try this when did you like when did you make your first beat when did, <laughs> like how old were you and what were you using like back then like to do that well um i got my I, i've always wanted i mean like i remember in fifth grade asking my dad to buy me some turntables you know i, I cut out this little magazine clip and it was like dj in a box type shit you know <laughs> i always wanted to be a rock star of some sort when i was little you know like i always had a guitar i always had like something you know like one of my first big christmas presents i remember was a was a black uh, electric guitar that my dad bought me nice. and I, that i still have nice uh, Wait, was, been... is, were your parents or was he a musician at all no nah, man i mean my dad is super into music he's all like he's he's from that like little joe era but like For he sure. was like chicano as hell he he spoke a lot of English and Spanish. He lived on a ranch, and he loved, like, the Chicano soul, you know, yeah. like that San Antonio mm -hmm. soul music, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And that shit is, like, its own conversation, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But 
he was really into that kind of stuff. He's Chicano as hell, the way he talks, the way he speaks Spanish, everything, his, his style, everything, you know? And, um, and, and I'm, I'm fortunate for that, man, because that shit is like, that is really cool. And then my mom was more into like, uh, the sixties sort of like rock disco kind of thing. And, and of course, Cumbia Tejano and all that stuff. I mean, that just was like a, you, you were into that anyway. If you're a Mexican in, in Texas, I mean, that's just what it was. Yeah. But, um, I was on the radio. Yeah. 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 And like, and then my, I have an older brother that was, uh, that was uh, like eight years older than me. So he was eight or not. I don't even know anymore. Cause he lies about his age so much, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I, he was 16 for like 10 years. It was weird. <laughs> Being a vieja fool. <laughs> but like, up. so like 50. Yeah, man. But like, uh, but, but like he was into like heavy metal and like hair metal and all that oh, shit, shit when that came yeah. out and then gangster rap, like super heavy into gangster rap. And, um, so I got all those influences, dude. I, I, yeah. my dad, uh, got into like a motorcycle accident when I was like four years old. And so my family was always at home, you know what I'm saying? Like my mom was like his arms and legs and they were just there at home all the time. We were together 24 hours a day. And so I was heavily influenced by my parents' musical uh, backgrounds. And then my brother being like older than me mm -hmm. and being able to show me the cool shit, mm -hmm. I was able to soak all that stuff in. I was just the right age, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like to be able to take it all in and, 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 and I don't know, man, I, I feel I was like very fortunate to have my family there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and and that kind of support for all those things. You yeah, know yeah, yeah. it's funny how, how the older like your siblings, like I have a sister who's five years older. Unfortunately, she was exposing me to like Wham and like George Dude, that Michael, shit's which good is actually too. I dope discovered too. that shit on my own. You know what I'm saying? So my brother's like, "What the fuck is this?" You know, like so yeah, like they were listening to like kind of more alternative. So like all that stuff, which led into like the Cure, yeah, bro, Oof. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, all that. That was that was all, that was all that was all I was all about that shit. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I kind of found like uh, like east coast kind of like underground hip-hop on my own when my brother was sort of into gangster rap i guess i was kind of like my rebellious kind of like you know my 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 rebelling against everything that there was that i was known mm -hmm. no, knowing and like i loved like tribe called quest and black moon and and yeah uh freestyle fellowship and all this like weird west coast underground stuff and all the east coast shit of course like was was bomb to me you know what yeah. i mean but being in texas nobody liked that shit over there you know what i'm sure. saying so it was like i was in my own sort of world and uh when i started when i got the turntables i started going gravitating towards that and luckily i met a friend uh, this dude Nasadio who is like he was into like the commercial stuff and like the cool stuff at the time so we would DJ together all the time and we and you know I mean I just fell in love with everything you know and you were how old when you were doing this 14 14 wow yeah I got the turntables when I was 12 years old my brother was he was in gangs and all this shit and he him and his friends like wanted to start a rap group so they went to like a quinceanera and like jacked these this dude for like three turntables, a mixer, some Tight. speakers, all this shit. They brought it all home. And I, I walked in one day and all that shit was there, like on the floor, you know what I'm wow. saying? So I, 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 I said, we set it all up and he closed the door and he said, don't come in here when I'm gone and we're going to be back. And I was like, all right, cool. And then he left and I would just like immediately went into the <laughs> room and started practicing, uh, became like, you know, all right. And he better than him. And he just started getting me all these gigs, you know, like little, uh, we would do teen nights and, and all these things. My brother's a hustler, man. He was always he was like your agent, your first yeah, kind of agent, my agent, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, he would, he would get me all these gigs. We would do all these things. We had a teen night going at this club forever. 
and you know it was it was cool man i i, I and, and then I, I i started working at the radio station there when i was like 15 16 and uh and i just just moved on from there you know what i mean like every year it was just like something else came up and something else came up you know my, yeah. my parents were like super supportive of me you know they they helped me uh, gather equipment and my mom bought me an MPC when I was like uh, 17 as, as a graduation gift nice. and like man I just like changed my whole shit she she inherited like a huge record collection from my uncle who was a DJ he was actually a gay DJ in the 70s uh, in small town Texas in Beeville wow. so we're like dude like people were like already racist and they were definitely not having it if he was a gay dude you know what i'm saying so this dude was just like flamboyant you know what i mean he was out there and he i got his music collection you know what i'm saying and it's fucking lit like that collection is awesome he's got everything from disco spanish soul music spanish soul I mean, everything you can think of is in that collection. There's probably like ten thousand records over there. Holy shit! You know what I mean? It's it's a room. You know what I mean? It's it's a lot of shit. It was a flatbed trailer full of boxes and all kinds of shit. I just remember them rolling up to the house, and I was like, "Yo, what is going on?" You know what I'm saying? So it was cool, man. I was fortunate enough to get that, start digging and all that stuff around the same time that I got that MPC, discovering how people were sampling and things like that. You know, it like it, it was a it was a whole new thing for me. I didn't even. I didn't even know that that's what they were doing. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And uh, and so like I I started doing it on my own and trying to chop it up. But I've always like gravitated towards like percussion and 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 like that like Tejano cumbia sound. And so like it's it's in my stuff. It's always it's always been in there. And so now it's kind of like I graduated to having my own kind of like style. You know? Nice, nice. So you that was high school. What did you do for your college years? Like, what was that like? How formative was that? Where were you? You said you I was were, in Corpus. Were uh, I had met some dudes. Uh, there were friends of mine in high school. I mean, in Corpus, a small town, so you grow up with everybody. You know everybody in town. Um, but these dudes had started this like fucking rap rock band. You know what I mean? And I was like with it. You know what rap I mean? Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So these dudes were rap. Like the dudes could really rap. And the drummer was like a sick ass drummer, and so that's all I was like. I was like, all right, cool. Let's let's make some make some music, you know. Yeah. They asked me to come in, and they actually just asked me to go and do the scratches on their album. But then it would just be like they were all blown away, so they were just like, dude, why don't you just play with us, you know? Yeah. And so I started playing with them. I put like keys on their on their on their songs, and like we we I was doing backup vocals and and all kinds of shit. So it, I was touring with that band for like six years. Wow. And. Uh, we we just we got really 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 popular in texas uh we got a record deal um and and we recorded an album we put it out and and and, you know and then it just kind of died out you know what i'm saying like i went on tour with baby bash and frankie J whenever their shit like blew up and uh, i was gone for like a whole year you know what i'm saying this is like early 2000s yeah yeah yeah. this is like 2002 or something like that whenever sugar sugar came out that song sugar sugar yeah and uh that shit just took us everywhere we went to like 90 cities and like six months you know what i'm saying so it was really crazy and we were living in a bus and i met all these dope people and like i i got i wrapped my head around what what it is to be like a touring musician and how these dudes were making it because i knew bash from working at the radio station you know he was he was always going to the going and promoting like the spm stuff and all that or whatever so i saw those guys like come up you know what i mean and they were like local group and you know like they got bigger and bigger every single year they would come back to corpus and play like the summer jam <clears throat> and i remember right before they blew up like bash was like already kind of big but 
they brought like this the 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 radio station van on stage and there was like fucking weed smoke coming out of that shit <laughs> on the stage. It was crazy. And dude, they bust out all the smoke, him, Grim, and all his boys, you know what I mean? They all come out, they start rapping, they do the thing. That shit was dope to me. You know what I mean? Like I really love that stuff. The dope house family was like really cool. All those guys were really cool. I even met like SPM back in the day. Uh, and he, man, he was really cool too. You know, unfortunately, whatever the hell happened, happened, whether it happened or not, it happened. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. he's in jail and, and that sucks. But, um, you know, I, I got to see all that shit happen. And so like, yeah. it, it kind of like taught me that it's possible. You know sure. what I mean? Sure. Yeah. And so here we are. <laughs> I'm all, uh, uh, uh. No, that's, a, that's I blacked out. Sorry. <laughs> this man has not eaten uh, today. He's... I had a beer and some coffee. Oh, man. And I'm ready to eat. Nice. Como chingas tour, bro. <laughs> 2000 and whatever the fuck we're in now. But so when did you start just kind of developing your your solo, you know, act? Um there. Like that well, was I mean, I've always been DJing, you yeah. know. Um, I was, I was working like at the time when I was with that band, they were called IH5 at that time. We just like, I was just DJing for them. I wasn't doing like parties or anything like that anymore. I had just concentrated on learning how to produce, learning how to record bands, learning how to, um, use the MPC for production, you know, and, and like, uh, really like understanding, like being a musician, those dudes like taught me how to be a musician. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know that like you had to tune the bass. (laughs) Like, all this shit was, there was a key for the song. I had no idea. I was just fucking making beats. It was like your boot camp. Right. No, no, it definitely was, man. These guys, these guys really showed me how to arrange stuff. I mean, different, you know, it was, it was cool. I learned how to be a musician and, um, and like, uh, that, that was going on. And then I, and then like, I was, I, I got, I started getting really good at recording and I got hired to like work at different studios over there. I even got hired at Freddie Records, who is like has like Ramon Ayala and Los Palominos and everybody. And uh, I worked there for a long time. And it just seemed like everywhere I was working, I was getting fired, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like all the time. I was super young. You know what I'm saying? I'm like 21 years <sighs> old. What were you, you know? doing, dude? I was just too showing up late. Showing up late. Being 221. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, I was 21. You know, I was in a fucking rock band. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it was hard. You know what I mean? So like, I mean. Uh, I was getting fired from every single job. And then like after like my goal in life was basically to to be an engineer at Freddie records. It was the nicest studio in town. And, um, and dude, I got fired, you know what I'm saying? So it sucked. And like came too soon. Yeah, dude, I I got, I got super depressed. Um, and I had to figure (laughs) out like what the fuck I was going to do with my life. You know, I wasn't in school. I wasn't working. I wasn't doing shit. And, uh, so Luckily, my my girlfriend's now my wife, Ceci, was like, yo, just, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. You know what I mean? And so uh, we we got through it. You know what I mean? And, and and what I did was I started I said, you know what, I'm going to I had a bunch of friends that were like opening bars and stuff at that time. And I was just like, man, I'm going to try to DJ at this club and see if they'll let me do it. You know, you're like, I'm going to open a MySpace page. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, yo, MySpace, I'm going to see if I can be a DJ. You know what I'm saying? I was, I mean, dude, I've always been good at DJing, you know what I mean? But at that time I was just focusing on production, you know what I'm saying? And so like I started, I, my, my, my friend Nick gave me a, a, a gig at his club. It was called Revolution. And it was kind of like Spanish inspired, you know, like, like, uh, so 
when I when I started playing, I was like into cumbia already. I was getting like heavily into it. I already had a, another band that I had it started called El Sancho, and we were doing it was like cumbia and hip hop. You nice. know what I mean? And uh, and and so I was like, can I play at your club and can I play cumbia? You know what I mean? Like, do you think it'd be it would be okay? Nobody's fucking doing this shit. Like hmm. nobody. I think Chico Sonido and Toy Selector were like the only people yep. doing that shit back in the day. You know what I mean? And I started, like, just digging up all this stuff, a bunch of records that my mom had, uh, a bunch of CDs. I mean, dude, her CD collection is fucking insane. And um, and so I just was recording it and playing it and, and burning CDs and, and, and playing records and doing whatever I could um, to make money. You know but you were, I mean? like, a, kind of like a house at this one place? Yeah, yeah, I was kind of just, like, the, the resident DJ yeah, there. But yeah. then it, it started, like, oh, shit, this dude's, like, kind of crazy. He's doing, like, some different shit, you yeah. know, like, playing. I was playing, like, Lil John songs, but then I would, like, mash it up with a cumbia, like, live. Oh, tight. You know what I mean? Pre-Ableton days, you know? And uh, and so it was, it, was, it was cool, man. It became what it was. And, like, people started going and dancing. And, like, yeah. it wasn't a Latin night, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It was just, like... It was just like let's just go dance, you know. And so it blew up on me at that time as a DJ. And then I started like I found Ableton and Reason, and I started like making the beats, sampling the beats, and uh, making like these edits where I was like putting drum breaks behind all the the cumbia songs, you know, because a lot of those songs don't even have drums on them, you know. Hmm. And uh, and then on MySpace, uh, DJ Orion from uh, Peligrosa hit me up in Austin, from Austin, and he's like, yo, dude, I see you, like, nice. I see you, what you're doing, like, I'm trying to do that same kind of stuff, he had some, some MySpace songs on there, too, nice. you know, <laughs> and so, uh, it was, like, real early in the game, you know yeah. what I mean, and so, he invited me to go play over there, I went up there, mind you, this is my first time ever playing in Austin as a DJ, it was, like, what, like, 2005, 6, 7, something <sighs> it's like that, like, ten, 11 years ago, so I don't even know what years that would be. I'm not good at any kind of math. Yeah, seven, numbers. six, yeah, five or six, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we went. I, I went. I showed up to the ven- to the venue. Orion's nowhere to be found, <laughs> uh, and it's like we're supposed to play at like 10:30. Mind you, I'm like freaking out in the car, super nervous, poor, and like I don't even know like what's happening. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I was like, Is this dude gonna pay me? Is he gonna show up? Like, what's happening here? You know what I'm yeah. saying? He shows up right at the fucking like 10:30 or whatever. He was late. Uh, I had never met him before in person. We had never even talked on the phone or anything. It was just like on through MySpace, <laughs> and I didn't know what to expect, man. I mean, Orion's a dude, you know. I mean, he's a character, you know what I'm saying? And 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 when we started, it was just like fucking love at first sight, you know what I'm saying? Like he was like, bro, wow, 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 you know about that song? Like you know about this song? And I was like, dude, yeah, come on, man. <laughs> nice. You know, like I've yeah. been in this shit, you know. And so so was he already operating as like Peligrosa back then? No, no? he wasn't. Okay. No, okay. no, no. It just it was like just, me and him. Uh, this other guy named uh, Patrick that was DJing with him at the time that Patrick was like a super digger record collector um, and he is like playing all these like cumbia songs too he's a white dude Hmm. and he was playing all these cumbia songs uh, off like vinyl you know what I mean so it was dope nice and I was feeling it and so uh, they brought me on man and then became and uh, you know out of us three or four three or four guys Jaime was in there uh, Pagame um and then trey all these other guys that we I mean, do now we're like 10 deep you know what i mean so it it it, it became a thing and but it, it's it you know here we are 10 years later and uh it's been going on for fucking 10 years bro yeah. party every single month playing cumbia in austin texas and like it's like 85 percent white people that go to that show you know what i mean yeah. so it's 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 a success you know what i mean yeah totally i mean 
we've always talked about uh, with regards to like the content that we try to do, um, not like the podcast, but like our original stuff, like when we did Mass on Power and this mm-hmm. stuff. We're like, look, we just want to make the shit that we want to make, and if it's good enough, it should cross over. It the same way over. that like hip hop, right. you know, crossed over. Like you have all these white kids and fucking Mexican kids like us or whatever, like listening and talking, you know, like yeah, hip hop. Well, you know, yeah, and speak Spanish. Yeah, you know what yeah I'm saying? So. so if it's good enough, it should cross over, and it's just like it's already influenced by it like, is. so many directions. Dude, last night at the gig that we played in in San Francisco, I mean, dude, it was like ninety five percent white people there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they were just from the very from nine o'clock till three in the morning, they were dancing. You know wow. what I mean? And these guys are playing vinyl like traditional cumbia records, you know what I mean? And and when I played, the dude burned my whole set on, on vinyl for me. And Jesus. When, yeah. So when I played, it was like my stuff has like trap drums in it and hip hop and shit. It was almost like, it was like, man, I should have just been playing the traditional shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Because they were cool. It was, it, was, it, was a yeah. cool, it was a cool thing. But, dude, the traditional shit was killing it over there. Wow. And so I was really surprised, man, and, and inspired. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Like, Would you play Makeout Room? Or? Makeout Room, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Cool Kyle and, and uh, uh, Discos Mas. I mean, it was just, it was, those dudes are fucking legit, bro. I haven't met people like that in a really long time. Like, Kyle's is like a really cool guy. Nice. So, I mean, well, I mean, I've been meeting a lot of cool people, but man, these dudes are like, they're, they're real ones. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. So you had, you, you've recently, you have like, you, you just signed with a, a new label or something. Right? Well, I got a production. Uh, I've got a, what is that? Or talk it's about a that, publishing yeah. deal. Yeah, okay. yeah. I have a record deal with Universal. Okay. Um, and that's like ongoing probably <laughs> for the rest of my life. Uh, signed my life away sort of thing. I see. And then, uh, and then I have my publishing deal, which is like their publishing is like, it's kind of hard to explain, but like they basically go and collect all your money and uh, they get you gigs and they get you um, uh, placements. And, you know, when movies are looking for a Latin song sure. or songs, they go to these publishers and they say, hey, uh, what do you guys got? Yeah. This is what we're looking for, you know? Yeah. And, and fortunately, my guy, uh, Spirit, they are in a lot of stuff all over Netflix, you know, all over the Pablo Escobar stuff, all over the... the nice. Er- everything that you've seen on Netflix lately has been you know, spirit has had a hand in, you know what I mean? So, um, and they have like a lot of big guys, Ed Sheeran and all these other people, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like, uh, they, they threw me in the fire with like some, some really dope. Uh, How did that artists. come about just through? Well, uh, when I, when I did uh Cumbia Anthem, I had to clear that sample and I met this dude, Jamar and, uh, Jamar was just like, yo, we own Discos Fuentes. Like we own all the Cumbia from, from Colombia, you know, yeah. if you want to sample it, like, go ahead. You know, and I was like, yo, yeah. <laughs> and nice. so he, 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 we started working together. All my samples are pretty much Fuentes samples right now that I have out, um, except for Chapanera, which is a Texas song or Texas art. It's a Aniceto Molina. But um, <clears throat> they, uh, they helped me cure it, uh, uh, clear it. And, uh, and then Jamar one day was just like, hey, dude, what do you think about signing a publishing deal with us? And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> he was like, you can have the keys to the vault, you can do whatever you want, and I'm going to help you get gigs you know like i mean uh, get placements yeah so i was like all right let's do it um that that happened and then now like i have a, a deal with fania where i also have the key to the fania vault which is all the salsa and like merengue and and boogaloo and funk and all this kind of stuff that they were doing in new york and in, and in like in like puerto rico and stuff like that so it's like i mean dude that i got like i mean 
basically all the records that I have home right now are useless because now I have Disco Fuentes and <laughs> and Fania to thank. Just pull from that, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 good, you know. Nice, nice. What um, what's next? Like, what do you? I mean, is it like is it big projects or? Um, well, what's mean, your I, ideal situation like? What? Man, I, I mean, I you know, being with a label is like really hard because you have to like, you really have to clear everything. You know what I'm saying? And um, and so like it, it's a lot of work. You know, just to release one song, you have to get approvals by this whole chain of command. Universal is a huge company. You mm. know what I mean? So it's a it's a lot of work to just get one song out. And I'm trying to do like I have like 30 songs in the can. You know what I mean? I'm trying oh, to put them all out, and and I want to release an album. You know, it's not. It, some people don't think it's the it's the best choice. It's like singles based economy now. Yeah. Um, but I feel I'm kind of old, and I feel like it's just like. I want to put out an album, you know what I mean? To represent who I am and what I do. And then I can start following it up with singles and all this other stuff. But at at this moment right now, I want to do an album and, uh, and that's what I'm working on. And and I'm, and you know, I'm starting my own label. Uh, We just got our first artist, this guy, hype, uh, hype Turner from Miami. He's got like a Miami bass, sort of like Latin, like Mumatone. Like it's really dope, you know? Um, And so I'm just trying to, I'm trying to just put out as much music as possible and tour as much as possible. And uh, and I've, I'm 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 doing these shows back home called Tropicoso. They've been freaking selling out like every month. Nice. And so I want to take that on the road. I want to push that as like a as like a, a platform for artists to come and play and 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 eventually like find like a really cool residency like in Vegas or LA or or somewhere where Tropicoso can live and bring like really big artists into like and, and, and promote that like tropical bass slash alternative Latin sort of scene. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy how you definitely have to think more like a, you know, like a mogul in many ways. Dude, you can't just put out music. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, you're just going to get lost in the fucking shuffle, you know? And like you have to put out merchandise and you have to do different, you have to think outside the box. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We even do like prints. You know what I mean? Like we'll make prints and sell prints and f- do people buy them, you know? Yeah. It's crazy, but. What is your team like? Your business team? We have, I, I started a, a company called Produce in Texas. I mean, in Corpus, uh, like in 2008, 2009. Um, and it's like graphic designers and, and video editing guys and producers and all kinds of things. And uh, we have a building in downtown Corpus, and we have like a, a retail shop there where like all my stuff is pretty much housed. Yeah. And we have other 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 brands come in there and do some things, and we have a gallery. We have uh, the studio there, and the offices, and um, you know we're just it's a bunch of friends like just hanging out and yeah. and doing their things and and putting stuff out, you know. So that's awesome. It's been pretty good. Yeah. 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 No, it's really fortunate. Cool. Yeah, I think like technology has definitely enabled like most of this, right? All the way from you like being able to do the music originally. Yeah, man. And now, you know, self distributing or like promoting. Yes. Promoting is yes. the big thing. The self distribution thing is like insane, you know? Yeah. Like just putting it out. And the more, the more like I, you know, I hate to say this, but like the more like popular I get, the more I need to find things to like keep it relevant, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yo, yeah. I have this platform now. Let's put out some shirts. Like, oh, I have a platform now. Let's do this print or hat or or you know like mm-hmm. just try to promote you know what i mean yeah. in, in in different ways and and luckily enough i know all these people that that do all the these cool things press shirts press make videos like do all these things all my stuff has been produced locally so uh except for one song that i did with these guys in in la uh 
they're called Hey Vato. They're like a puppet. Like, they have like a puppet show. You know? Oh, I know Hey Vato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. they did a video for me, and that shit was like nuts. <laughs> you know. And then I did another video actually with another guy in LA, um, uh, and it was like a animated sort of like it was super sick, dude. Huh. Like, so I'm. I, I'm, I'm Just L. Ohms, right? Yeah, L. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That dude yeah. is like so badass, man. So, yeah. And I mean, I didn't even think he was gonna answer my email. You know what I'm saying? And like, he did a whole animated video for me. Nice. That, that was a really sick video. Thank you. Yeah, song. The song was all right, but <laughs> what a dick! What a douche! What a dick! <laughs> it happens. Anybody, it happens. It anybody happens. need to open another one? Crack a cold Crack one. Crack a cold one. You in danger, girl. You in danger. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's tight because, like, I mean, and um, um. You know, you were talking about your little infrastructure there. It reminded me of, like, Chingo and, like, his setup, you know? Bro, Chingo came to Corpus. I mean, he comes all the time and comes and hangs out with me. But he, he came to Corpus and stayed at my house for, like, two weeks one time just <laughs> soaking it all in. He was, like, you know, he, he's always had an operation, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, but yeah. he's also a super cool dude and super humble. And, I mean, that he's always giving out knowledge to everybody, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I love talking to Chingo, man, because he's just – like we, you get lost in that conversation, man, because he's so interesting and he has, he's done so many things on his own that like he has a lot of stuff to say, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's cool. Yeah, yeah. No, he's always like a, he's like one of these persons you consider like a lifelong learner. Yeah, bro. Like you know, a few years ago when we were working on a lot of stuff together, he was starting to kind of forge, he's starting to lay the groundwork for doing stand up, mm-hmm. and he was like reading stand up books, you know? Yeah, dude. And now he's like, yeah. He's like, he's he's like he's success man you know what i'm saying that's like I, I really really look up to him and and i'm glad that he like shed some knowledge on me every now and then you know what i mean he's just i'm glad he trusts me enough to to do that you know what i'm yeah. saying and and i mean when i was like coming up dude i mean chingo was freaking chingo you know in yeah. texas he was freaking big you know i mean yeah. you guys probably know you know yeah so i mean it was it was it's cool man it's cool to come across these people and like have them show me love you know yeah no he's definitely another person too who has definitely like morphed and like you were saying like how do you stay relevant how right, do you like right, you know right. evolve evolve is what yeah. it is yeah. yeah it's not even to stay stay relevant yeah, because you gotta yeah, nowadays you can yeah. have there's a scene for everything you know yeah. what i'm saying i mean there's a there's a beer drinking spinning scene you know what I'm <laughs> like all one, you do is one. crack cold ones and do spinners <laughs> come on like there's there's it's out there that some culture is there you know what i'm saying that's so true. it's not even about staying relevant anymore you just got to find your spot you know what i mean and and, and do what you do you yeah. know i feel like that's working for me and i feel like it could work for a lot of other people so yeah 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 no but yeah. but i think the other thing you were saying a second ago about like um figuring out like who the team is right like it, not that success is a double-edged sword, but what happens, or I think, like, the bigger you get, like, you need more people, and then you need more income, and then it's just like... Dude, I mean, that's <laughs> happening to me right now. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I'm an upcoming artist, you know? They're, they're throwing money at me, but all that money is going right back into it, and I'm yes. not seeing a fucking penny of it, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and, and, I mean, it, it, it's, it, it, I'm, I'm witnessing it right now. I'm not, a, I'm not embarrassed to say it, you know what I'm saying? Like, that shit comes in, and it goes out. You know where it's going immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. dude. And I'm like, man, how did I've, you know, I've never even had this much money. Why is it already gone? Well, because, dude, you had to pay for this video. You had to pay for this, yeah. these flights. You had to pay for this hotel. I mean, you had to pay this dude to promote. You had to pay this, this, and that. Yeah. And it's all gone. You know what I'm saying? But that's yeah. just the way it rolls. And now I'm like, the, the wheel is greased. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so the team, it, it becomes easier and easier and easier and easier to, to do your thing once you start, you know, uh, uh, greasing those wheels and yeah. everything starts happening. Little by little, it, it happens. I mean, dude, we were doing everything on our own and we still are, you know, everything on our own for free all the fuck, all the time, you know, and the older we get, the harder it is to do things for free. Yeah. But now, fortunately enough, you know, we're getting some budgets every once in a while. We get a little deal to do this. A brand will come in and pay for something, you know, and so we're just we're trying to find opportunities. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, as, as you've been touring on this last tour, like, have you noticed uh, anything different? with regards to the audience and the crowd like or or the audience of you were talking a little bit about how like your audience like here in the city anyway was like all white yeah 90 percent white yeah. Night. yeah my guess is tonight i'm not gonna say it's gonna be the opposite but we're gonna have a lot more mexicans tonight i'm glad I'm i glad. think don't you think sammy bring it on we're Me in san it. jose right let's go we're in san jose <laughs> so it's gonna be not the flip side but it'll be much heavier uh you know mexican latinos whatever yeah. it is um but what have you noticed as you like toured over the years? Has it been shifting over kind of being more mainstreamy or? Uh, man, I mean, it's definitely ma becoming mainstream. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, listen to Diplo. You know what I mean? Diplo is is doing Mumbaton and mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and 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 I mean, dude, he has like three unreleased cumbia tracks that I've heard. Uh, mm -hmm. Him and Milkman have some cumbia songs that are like sick you know what i mean yeah and uh and so it's it's it, it, it's it's becoming a commercial thing if, if diplo is fucking with it you know that it's about to blow up somewhere you what know? do you what do you say to people who are like oh the people are appropriating our music or whatever because that becomes a whole fucking like, dude i mean it is it is yeah. a thing it's definitely yeah. a thing you know and, and yes there is appropriation out there but at the same time like man you know sometimes it, it helps to have a little cosign every now and then you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, uh, yeah. And, and for Diplo co-signing Mumaton and, and, and Cumbia and things like that and like Jamaican culture and, 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 and Soka and like all these different things that he's doing. I mean, man, I mean, if he doesn't do it, I mean, they, pro they might not ever accept it. You know what I'm saying? And it yeah. might not ever become a commercialized thing. I mean, rap music was very, very banned <laughs> back in the day. You know what I'm saying? And it was like only black people and, and, and Latinos listening to it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So whenever it started becoming like popular, you know, and it, 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 it had to be accepted by everybody, the general population, white people, black people, fucking Mexicans, everything. Everybody has to accept it or else it's not going to become a thing. You yeah. know what I mean? And so him coming in and, and, and doing that, I'm like all for it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, dude, yeah no, we're, we talk about that a lot because and I always come down and say, like, dude, it's just wasted energy when you're like bitching about that stuff. Cause it just, I mean, I get it, I kind of get it, but it's just like, look, like they like it, fucking let them use it. Let them use it. Yeah, man. you know, it's 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 almost like the thing where they say like, you know, like any publicity is good publicity. <laughs> right. I mean, Do there's I a, there's a there's a, yeah yeah please. There's out. there's a bunch of ways to look at it. You know what I mean? But but at the same time. <laughs> at the same time, like, dude, it's you gotta accept that it's gonna happen. You know, and yeah. and, and now, like, dude, like. There's more mixed families than ever. There's more yeah. mixed babies than ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just, can I get another one for myself? <laughs> we're using. Can this, I get another cold one? Beer is the camera stand yeah. right here, just so you know. All right, let's see. Cold one's cracked. <laughs> Online cracking. You in danger, girl. <laughs> All right. Anyway, but yeah, man, I, I it, it definitely appropriated. But at the same time, like, dude, 
the 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 world has been appropriated you know what i'm yeah. saying so we just yeah. gotta like you know of course fight to keep what we you know our traditions alive and our and our and our things alive but at the same time like hey man it's not let the dude borrow it you know what yeah. i mean like we're fucking yeah. making rap with cumbia you know what yeah. i'm saying like yeah. I, I i'm so far like no black dudes have come up to me and been like yo man you can't be fucking with rap because that's our shit you're appropriating <laughs> rap like nah man you know what i'm saying yeah like, that's, that's the shit yeah no i, I think it's beautiful and like uh, you know the argument is that, like, yeah, like you said, like, culture is beautiful, tradition is beautiful. You want to maintain it. Somebody was going to maintain it. The cultures it. are mixing, dude. Yeah, you but know what I'm saying? You, there's not even it. a female male thing anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that shit is going to be gone soon. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can be whatever you want, and you can, and, and, and. They might not let you back in Texas if you keep talking like this, boy. That's true, man. That's <laughs> It's very, very conservative over there. But there's a lot of open-minded people. That shit gets masked by all the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And Texas is free, bro. Like, we're free spirits over there. And we're our own fucking country. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it get masked by all the bullshit. I mean, dude, we're in the South. You know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. that's, where the, well, that's where racism was, like, that's where it originated. You know? <laughs> we have our own flag for racism. The yeah. Confederate flag. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. dog, we, we made that shit up. But... <laughs> So it, it, I mean, it's it's a slow process, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It, it and 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 I mean, you know, unfortunately, it's like that. But but dude, like it, it, now that the lines are being 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 blurred and 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 and, and like fucking ethnicities are g- becoming non-existent, I think it's a beautiful thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I personally, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's it's something that comes up a lot. I think in the like uh, the Latin X space. Latin X space. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a, there's there's people that are too you know oversensitive, and we're in an o- oversensitive culture. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and I get it, but I, I'm a proud Latino. I'm a I, and I'm and I'm a Chicano, and I'm a Texan, and I'm a you know, and and I'll never you'll never take that away from me. But you can be whatever the fuck you want to be. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and that's that's what I am. I'm a Latino. You know, I'm not a Latinx. I'm not a I'm not a what I'm not a whatever you want to call me, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But I'm proud for what I for what I am and what I do. But you can do whatever you want, and I'm gonna be proud of you too because I did sure. that shit. I sure. love the fact that you can do whatever you want. I've yeah. always been about that, you know what I'm saying? So let it let it let it rain on, man. This is a true you know? liberal, right? True here, liberal, <laughs> all the way. Nice, nice. So what what else? What else? What, what do you want to know? All right, um, let's see. <laughs> You just got married, didn't you? I just got married. I, in I, the only reason yeah. I know this is because I saw Chingo on, on Chingo was Instagram at, my, at your wedding. <laughs> yeah, it was at the wedding. Bro, my wedding was lit. I yeah. mean, I, I, Johnny Hotcakes, Chico Sonido DJed at my wedding. Tight. I mean, it was lit, man. It was it was a it was a blessing from God to have a wedding like that. But you've you know? been with this Chico said for a while. For 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 years, bro. Ten years almost, you okay. know, or, or or over ten years, and and she's seen me in like the worst of the worst. And the best of the best. Yeah. And fortunately, she's been good enough to like stay by my side and, and yeah. be there for me. You know, so she's definitely a real one. Sessie, you're a real one. <laughs> but but uh, but dude, I mean, and, and she's she's taught me a lot of stuff, man. She yeah. comes from a cumbia band, an all female cumbia band. You know oh, what nice. I mean? And uh, and she she was a bass. She's a musician. She's toured the world. She knows she knows what she's she she's really patient with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and so I could. Sorry, too many cold ones. I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, <laughs> I could. I couldn't ask for a a, a, a better partner in, in life. You know what yeah. I mean. And so we had to get married, man. That was just what it is. I was the next yeah. step in our in our evolution. You know what I mean. And who knows what's happening next? But um, she's out there right now, holding it down at my at the house. You know, we have 
We have a bunch of businesses going on over there. We have the shop, we have Airbnb, we have Chica's Rock, we have all these things that we're doing. Yeah. And dude, she just like holds it down when I'm, when I'm yeah. gone, you know what I mean? And she don't complain and bitch and, and do all these things. And I mean, it's it's a freaking blessing, man, you know? Yeah, no, Sammy and I talk about that a lot and how like, I think having like, it's gotta be the right partner, obviously, mm-hmm. but when you meet the right person, they actually help you grow and mature. <clears throat> grow. In ways grow. that- She showed yeah. me a lot, dude. I mean, when I first started making cumbia, she was like, you're doing it wrong. This is how it goes. <laughs> And like, you know, I'm a rebellious guy, you know, ah, fuck that. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. And now I've learned what she was saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, oh, learned, I yeah. get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, you know, naturally I still flip it and do my own thing. But, you know, it's like I, I learned a lot from her, man. I mean, she, she's like one of the main reasons why I'm in this cumbia uh, uh, genre right now. Sure. You know what I mean? I was inspired by her and her band and, and the things that she was doing and the culture that she was showing me, you know? Yeah. And, uh and it just it just worked out, you know. You guys, you don't have kids? Not yet. We have a little dog named Sasha who's about three pounds, and that's our <laughs> child. I and mean, we've had her for ten years already. You know what oh, I'm saying? Damn. That dog's been through the good and the bad. She was at our very first apartment that was like smaller than this, or not even. It was Sessie's apartment, but I would cra- I would always like invade her space all the time. So. <laughs> Fucking bum. Yeah. <laughs> Get off my couch. <laughs> like, it's like I, I told is- my mom I was going to work. <laughs> no, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, uh, yeah, man, it's you know, it's dude, it's it's a it's you know whenever you got the right thing going on. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. So, do you ever see yourself leaving Corpus or living somewhere else? Or <sighs> man, I mean, right now I'm kind of in between, like going to LA and staying in Corpus. I love Corpus to death, um, but the business isn't there. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I have to try to figure out what I'm gonna do. And and right now, I've, LA has been. I've been, it's been cool. Like I, yeah. I've, I've been going to LA and, and, and working out there a lot and just staying there for weeks at a time. But uh, we have so much things going on in Corpus. I don't think I'm going to be able to leave ever, you know, but yeah. we, you know, for just like everybody else, you got to move from work sometimes and I might have to go out there for a little while and come back or, or figure out a thing, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, has, has, uh, has today's political climate influenced your creativity at all? Um, man, I honestly like try to stay oh, like out of that shit. Yeah. To, to me, it's just like another reality show looking for ratings. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And the, the true people that are behind the scenes running the show are, are running the show and they're going to run the show regardless of whatever sure. anybody thinks. Sure. Obviously, you, you know, they do things for the ratings. You know what I'm saying? Um, we and you, they can say that we vote and it's the people's choice all we want. But I kind of don't believe that. You know what I mean? And I feel like. Maybe it was at one time, but this year it's not, you know, and I, and I kind of feel like they wanted to discredit the presidency after they had a black dude in there, you know what yeah. I mean? And it's like, yeah. oh, let's throw our biggest fucking clown that we have and make it seem like this shit, like anybody can be president. So, yeah. like, dude, I mean, right now it feels like anybody can be president, you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. if you're out there watching, you can be president, <laughs> too. We got Just people, yeah, I mean, we... But there's some real dudes out there that should be in that position, you know what sure, I'm saying? And, sure. and it's, it's fucked up, man, you know, but... I don't know enough about that stuff to, to comment on it. What I do know is that the, the dude is fucked up. Whether you're a Republican or, or a Democrat or a liberal or you don't give a shit like I do, it's it's the dude. You can obviously see if there's there's some problems with the guy that's in there now, and it's just it's whack. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's scary yeah. because people buy into that bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a, there's more there's more people buying into the bullshit than the, than there there's more dumb people than there are smart people. You know what I'm saying, and unfortunately, that's a, that's the society that we live in, and 
I mean, he's mar- he's using it, dude. He's going to all these small towns yeah. and, and, and hyping everybody up right now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. campaigning for four years from, he hasn't even been in the office for fucking six months or yeah. whatever, you yeah. know? What if he's like, El Dusty, I need you to come play at my campaign. Fuck rally. no. <laughs> No, I would never fucking play at that shit. No, absolutely not. I think twice about the Obama thing, you know what I'm saying? But just because I don't know if I want to be involved in that bullshit, you know what I mean? But, dude, Obama was a real dude, you know what I'm saying? He was a stand-up guy. Whether you liked him or not, he represented our country in a really good way. You know, he was a stand-up person. As a person, as a man, you know what I mean? He was a cool man. Yeah. You know, I don't know some of the things that he did. I don't agree with some of the shit that he that he, you know, I just don't agree with. But right. as a person and as a man, he was respected and yep. he's, he he respects you. And yeah. so, man, I feel bad for the guy getting yeah. all this like backlash. He's not even in the he's not even there no more. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. damn, let him be. Yeah. You know, and yeah. they do that to everybody, man. Anybody that's in 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 uh, in any kind of like spotlight or limelight. You know they're gonna try to bring they're gonna try to bring you down, and that's just the way the world works. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the dude was a stand-up dude. You know what I mean? And I wish that we had another stand-up guy. Even if I didn't agree with this policy, like if if he was at least a stand-up person, I would feel a whole lot more like confident about life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the dude is just a fucking straight clown. I mean, you gotta admit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I see all these people on Facebook like, like trying to you know stick up for all this shit, but dude is a straight clown, man. Let's like, just be real. You know? It's pretty ridiculous. It is definitely pretty ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever toured in a place where you didn't feel feel comfortable? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of times. I mean, <laughs> dude, I mean, I play Latin music. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes that shit just don't fly. You know, but I mean, fortunately for me, I'm an open format DJ. I've been listening to rap music my whole life, so I know how to get my way out of that shit. Yeah, and figure it out. But but yeah, definitely, I've been in a spot where they're like. Why are you banging on those congas? You know what I'm saying? But it's 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 a cool it's it, less and less of that is happening. You know what I mean? And yeah. I feel like it's just because of culture. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Camilo's back. Camilo, Camilo, you you played with Ozamatli? Uh I filled in for Justin when his wife was uh, having a baby, and some other times that he was out of out. And, nice. Um, I've known those dudes since I was like, I mean, since I was 18 years old. Yeah. So I've been friends with them for a long time. They would always come to Albuquerque and we would just... The band like, circuit is really small, dude. You'll yeah. be surprised. Like, you, you meet all these people on the road and it, and it's like, dude, this is... How do you... Like, it's so small. Yeah. It's so fucking small. Yeah. The band circuit, the touring circuit, the musician circuit, the Latin music circuit is tiny. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it, it, it's, it's really cool to, like... You meet like I, every day. Me and him fucking find out that we know uh, we have mutual friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Every day, yeah. even on the way up here. Who yeah. were we talking about? That was like, oh, you know that guy? Oh shit, Pete. Pete Manriquez. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like it's such a small world, and it's getting smaller and smaller with the internet. So yeah. it's like it's beautiful. You know? Yeah, they were some of the early, not earlier, but I mean, certainly kind of doing this mix. Mm-hmm. And you know, they had the I forget his name. The, he was basically rapping. You know? Yeah. Of, uh, what's his name? Charlie Tuna was yeah. the first MC for them. Yeah. yeah. When I moved out to the Bay Area in 92, and in 1993, I joined Mecha in college. Oh, wow. And then we went to uh, Watsonville for a, a strawberry workers rally. Yeah. They loaded up a bus like we were like college kids, and we went and we had posters and shit. There's a photo, of, one of the first photos of me and my wife, because we met when we were at, uh, freshmen in college. We were freshmen in college. We went to the Watsonville strawberry. It was a... 
They called it like uh, five cents for fairness. They literally wanted to add five cents to the price of a pint of strawberries. Nice. Like for the farm workers or whatever, and it was a UFW thing. Anyway, it was a Motley was playing. Oh, wow. This was yeah, in 1993. I've always been real political. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, you know, they've, they've done a lot. Like, I, back in the day when they used to tour, it was like, it was like, you know, it was still bus touring or yeah. van touring at that point. And yeah. they would, you know, they would come to New Mexico and they would do like six shows like in a week yeah. time, you know what I mean? All yeah. over New Mexico. Yeah. So there was times like, you know, where they would have a few days off and Justin didn't want to sleep in the bus, he would come to the crib and we would wake up at the crib and eat nice. cereal. Like, <laughs> you know, that's how long I've known those guys. Yeah. It's been a while. It's, it's been awesome to watch their trajectory from that point to where they're at now yeah. and what they're doing and now coming full circle working with Dusty and dude you know, and like I just yeah like I mean I'm working with Will Dog we've worked with with uh, Asdrew he hooked up with yeah. Asdrew gig I mean and they're all over you know like all over the place and you just can't help it but meet people that are already like in your in your, in your genre, sphere you yeah, yeah. yeah do you feel like the community is is helpful to each other or is there any sort of like bro Will Dog brought me to his house you know what yeah, I'm saying he yeah. was like yo this studio is yours whenever you're in LA you're welcome to come through anytime. You know what I mean? And for me, I was like looking up to this dude and I was coming up. You know yeah. what I mean? So it was pretty cool. <laughs> like with me, I mean, those dudes, like a lot of people in Albuquerque thought that I was like just part of the Ozo Motley band because every single performance that they did anywhere in New Mexico, I was always invited. It was always like, just play the whole show. Don't, like, you know the songs, don't trip. Just <laughs> act, just act like you're in the band. Don't act like you <laughs> nice. don't belong up here. You yeah. Principal I mean? Cowbellist. And that was it. And, <laughs> and so a lot of people were like, oh, you're on tour with those Amali. I'm like, nah, just, you know, locally. But since then, you know, they've called me for subbing, and I work with Azure, and his, he has a side project called uh, Abstracto. And, um, you know, through that, like, you know, I've been working with him, and then that's how we hooked up the, the feature for Dusty, and then, you know, talking with Will, and just... You know, it's, it, everything's come full circle. All those relationships, yeah. You know, maintaining. Never fucking close those doors, man. Yeah, just keep building. Never. Just keep building. Keep learning. Keep building. Everybody's gonna, at some point, be at a level that they can get back to working together and mm -hmm. yeah. you know, collabing and stuff like that. So yeah, I feel like that. Like, we talk about this a lot in the comedy and kind of filmmaking world, where like there's there's competitive stuff, you know, and, and like. My buddy, I have a guy who's kind of, I consider my mentor. He's like old enough to be my dad. And this is totally fucking random. He's a, he's my dentist. Oh, sick. But this is like this dude, when I got, when I finally got a job where I had like healthcare, I got that book that was like, who's my, who, who, who can I go to? Yeah. And it was like, uh, Lopez. Okay, I'll go to this guy. And then it just ended up being the Chicano dude. And he's like, hey, you want to go get lunch, you know? And now, like, he's local, you know? So I don't have family here because I moved here for school. And, then, and he, so now he's part of my local family. But yeah. he talks about, like, when he, was, when he was going to college and doing stuff in the 60s, like, people were fighting over scraps. Yeah, so man. there was a lot of beef between, like, Latinos and blacks and, like, even amongst Latinos and stuff, you know? And it's always, like, he's like, you can get into this psychology where, like, people are fighting over, yeah, scraps, little this and that, you know? And it becomes competitive and then it becomes little bullshit beef between people whether you're an artist or in his case he was a fucking dentist you know and they were like wow. fighting for a grant or something like that um, but I think it's getting big enough and it's it's becoming wide, wide you know mainstream enough where people have learned those lessons and they also feel like obviously like together like there's more power yeah <laughs> I mean uh, that's always the case power numbers man yeah 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 so you're headed back after this yeah we're going back to Texas um, and then uh, we have a rehearsal on Wednesday um, 
Two days of laundry. Two days of laundry. <laughs> <laughs> Big up to Cool Kyle for letting us do laundry at his house, man. Yay. Dude. Nice there was like, flush. you know, we were, I mean, you can only go in inside and outside for so many days. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The, <laughs> you can only flip them in. You can only flip them in <laughs> one time. You know what I'm saying? So you got to do laundry every once in a while. But. And the performance ones are one wear only. <laughs> yeah, one use. Really a one use out of that. Fucking disposables. But yeah, we're gonna go home do some laundry. We're gonna uh, chill a couple, you know, for one day. Crack cold ones, and uh, and then we got Tropicoso on Friday. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa! What happened? What happened, dog? We got Tropicoso on Friday. What did I miss? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we got Tropicoso on Friday. We got uh, a band called Los Carnales. They're coming. They've been touring everywhere. They've been signed. They've been like big. They're a ska band. They're Chicanos. They're, oh, they're cholos. You know what I mean? Where are they they're, from? They're from Houston. Nah, they're from Houston. Los Carnales. Yeah, they've been around for a long time. They're a ska band. They're really sick, and they're gonna come bless Tropicoso with their presence. And then uh, uh, we got Bon Bon that's playing too from Houston. They're a cumbia crew out of Houston. Uh, Gracie Chavez, Prince of Baku, who is uh, uh, Selena's, <laughs> AB's uh, son and Selena's nephew. Um, he's going to be DJing. And uh, Buckmore, who's coming through from Bon Bon as well. He's an MC. He gets, he kind of gets down. And then my band, Master Blaster Sound System, which is in, Camilo is included as well, um, will be, I mean, we'll be rocking the stage. Dude, Tropic Goso has become crazy. You like know? How many people show up to this thing now? Well, we already sold, <laughs> we already sold all the pre-sale tickets. Which is crazy because uh, the venue has—it's a badass venue in Corpus. It's called the House of Rock. It's like the place to be. You know what I mean? And and the guy told me that they've never sold out. A Texas artist has never sold out there. Wow. And we've already sold out of pre-sale tickets. And the last the last one was complete sellout. And it was like we oversold. And it was there was a line for three hours outside the place. I mean God the fucking damn. show is only five hours long. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. the line was its own party. Yeah, dude. Nice. There was it was cracking out there. Nice. Um, but uh, but we're we're I mean it just every 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 month it gets better and better. We've done it for this is a one time over a year. Um, our anniversary was last month. Yeah. And this time it's gonna be you know a, we're this time we're the more the feature is live music. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, it's not just the cumbia party. It's not just the DJ thing. It's not an EDM show. It's a little bit of everything, and it's kind of like an open format sort of Latin based uh, party. You know sure. what I mean? So. It's been going really good, and we want to take it on the road, and, and I want to get, a, like I said, I want to get a residency somewhere uh, um, out of state and, and figure it out. But until then, like we got that. Nice. So where can, uh, how do people follow you? What's the best place to keep on, on top of all this? Everything going on? is on Facebook. Go catch me on Facebook. That's like the best place to see me is uh, Facebook, uh, L Dusty, and on Instagram, I'm really active on Instagram at L Dusty, and on Twitter, I'm a DJ Dust. That's my old DJ name. But um, they, I, the guy who has El Dusty right now, Bit I'm of like, no, no, no. He just like I, I, I've reached out to him, but he hasn't answered back. So I mean, if you're out there, homie, hook it up. <laughs> I'll give you El Dusty one or something, you know. <laughs> so the name is Dusty your real name or what? Yeah, 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 Dusty's my name. Yeah. Really, Dusty Oliveira. Wow. <laughs> How? What? Why they? Where did that name come from? My dad is a fucking weirdo, and uh, my I'm actually my name is actually Horacio Ramon Oliveira the third. But he calls me Dusty, and he's called me Dusty since the day I was born. And I, I've, it's not on my birth certificate, but sure. that's my name. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I've always gone by that. And, I mean, that's just 
I thought it was like you know in Texas, especially South Texas, they always have like funny names, nicknames. Yeah, you know, Mexicans. I mean, it's a nicknames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's like, my, not, definitely my nickname. But La it's Palma, my you know, yeah. like funny ass. Yeah, like, in school, I mean, they, they had me down as Dusty Oliveira. You know, really? I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it was. It's always been like that. Nice, nice, cool. So follow Dusty on Facebook. Um, it's gonna be a little too late to join us for San Jose show tonight, but hopefully it's a fucking dope show. Yeah, yeah, we're looking forward to it, man. We're gonna go do some sound checking, go do some, go eat, eat some food, <laughs> set up some merch. We got a lot of merch for tonight too, so that's gonna be cool. Nice. And we're just looking forward to a cool party. Chulita Vinyl Club is gonna yeah. be there, and that's fucking lit. So. Yeah. No, it's been really cool watching the scene really grow, and like for us, like we're just like some fucking dudes who like make videos and stuff. But we met. The Sonido Clash guys who put on shows here in San Jose and they've mm -hmm. been doing that for years. Yeah, man. And they reached out to us. That's how we ended up here in this space. Nice. Um, the dungeon. The dungeon. Yeah. Um, and and watching it really, I th honestly like, blow up. Uh, I I would say over the last like four to five years. Yeah. Like the music scene and it's beautiful, man. Being some combination. Of, and I'm like, glad to see guys like you coming out that are that are from our scene that are doing your thing in video and and in production and and and. You know, I'm sure you guys are gonna participate in movies and all all kinds of things like over the over the years. So I'm yeah. excited to see y'all's growth. And did did I meet you at South by? Was probably that you? man. They gave me the shirt. Probably yeah. Okay, well yeah, somebody yeah. gave me the shirt. That was me then. And yeah, yeah. my dad was I was wearing it one day, and my dad was just like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> and he was like, "Man, that's a badass shirt." So you're like. <laughs> So he really dug Damn, it. Damn, that probably was me then. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was like three. You just gave it to me, like, yeah, okay, yeah, like yeah random. Yeah. It was the black one with like the Dodgers kind of logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was cool, man. Yeah, I went to I went to the Still Peligrosa set. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was a tight set. Appreciate it, man. That was a an eventful night. Let's yeah, put it that way. Peligrosa I won't go into the crazy. details, but <laughs> I, I'm telling you like this. That's not the first time I have heard some kind of scenario happen to Peligrosa like that. Every yeah. time I bring up Peligrosa, people are like. I remember that night. Like, <laughs> like, look off into the distance. Like, that was very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. A little regret in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, a little bit of regret. But also, like, that experience, though. Right? Yeah, like. You know, when you treasure an experience, but there's a little bit of regret. Yeah. It was a learning, it was a learning moment. <laughs> learning moment. Yeah. Nah, man, but, I mean, we're, we're, we always welcome everybody with open arms. And if you ever wanted to come to Corpus or Austin or Texas or anywhere, let us know in Albuquerque. Tight. You're welcome. Appreciate yeah. it. Cool, man. Well, thanks for stopping by. Really appreciate it. Uh, everybody out there in this motherland, thank you for listening. Please, peace, peace, uh, peace, 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 peace. Leave a comment, a little five star review. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or YouTube. And uh, we'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs>